everyone, welcome to episode 40. Is it really 46? I think so, yeah. 46. Dang, all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of Patch Notes, the home games podcast. I'm Yazid, and this is Joseph. Hello, I'm Joseph. Today is Sunday, August 30th, and I am checking if this is really episode 46, but I believe it is. I, I think it is as well. I just want to... I just always question those numbers because they're so high now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We've been doing this almost a year. It's kind of strange to think about. Yeah, episode 52 would be a whole year, right? Uh, yeah, it will be, but, but that's not going to be the significant one. 50 will be, just because that's how numbers work. It's like, who cares about 52? People work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. It's weird. I was just thinking about this recently. Like, I've never stuck to something this long every week, ever, I don't think, besides, you know, the things that you need to do to, like, be a person in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, this might, well... This is getting close. This is getting close. Mm. I think like about a year is how long I've devoted to something in the past. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to like give people a quick heads up. As you can tell, JC and Alex are not here. It's not because we hate them. Um, it's because uh, we dislike them. No, um, <laughs> no, they're just they they will come and go. They're more like recurring guests in a sitcom than regular main characters like Joseph and me. We got to get the applause button. So when you hear JC's voice or Alex's voice, it's like in an old sitcom when they walk in the door. It's like, whoa. Oh, that would be actually really fun. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, but yeah, so like that's just an update on that. And then uh, we're going to hop into the home games table of content. And that's just real rough outline of what we're going to be talking about home games related. So just kind of like like big PRs got merged in new PRs will be created some bugs that were found and some of the work that was done this week yeah it's like that's just kind of like a high level overview yeah despite despite maybe some assumptions uh we do work on things outside of this this podcast you know we do work on home games uh, <laughs> we do we do do work on home games and other stuff as well we have whole lives and stuff. It's kind of crazy to think about, but we do. Yeah, we don't just do this podcast. Home game stuff yeah, happened this week. Speaking of lives, Joseph, what's uh, what's going on, man? What happened to you this week? <sighs> I don't know. Not a whole lot happened to me this week. It was very much another week. I uh, Yesterday, we did kind of this fancy dinner idea that Synovia had. So a few weeks back, Synovia was like, well, we should do this kind of restaurant Thing for each other like we can't really go to restaurants right now I mean we can but we probably shouldn't so we should do a thing where we take turns designing a restaurant designing a menu making a whole thing and then kind of you make your restaurant for the other person right and that whole thing so Synovia did that last Saturday before we played Rainbow Six I, that's why I was late or whatever for that because Synovia made her like Italian restaurant it was incredible she did her she did the whole menu she did it on cardstock and she did the whole design and stuff by hand uh and then she did, like, fancy traditional Italian music. So it was, like, some guy going, oh, on the thing, like, on the on the, yeah, on, yeah. On the speaker. And then she had the whole tablecloth and all this kind of stuff set up. She made the pasta from scratch. She made ch- uh, chicken fettuccine. Uh, and then um, she did the the bread with, like, the, the balsamic and tomatoes on it and stuff like that. It was it was mm-hmm. so nice. So she set the bar very high, is my point. She, she like, was really impressive. Killed it. Yeah. yeah. She even dressed up all fancy and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I felt like I'm a... Go ahead. 
Did she dress up fancy, like as in like a really fancy waiter or waitress, or did she dress up fancy as in like I'm a guest dressing fancy? She dressed up like she would be the owner of the business. She, like the ah, like okay. like she just dressed up fancy. Um, okay, okay. And she told me it was a black tie dress code. I didn't have any black. I don't. I don't have anything fancy, or I didn't at the time. So uh, I just put on a t-shirt with a black tie over it, and she said that was okay. Because technically it was black tie. So anyway, yesterday I did my kind of my <laughs> version of a restaurant, and I was I was I was intoxicated for the majority of yesterday. So I did all of this stuff under the influence of whiskey, and it kind of made everything better. I tend to freak out and and stress over little things when they don't go right, and so you know I kind of was just flowing through things yesterday. So my menu was Brussels sprouts with like cooked in bacon bits and stuff like that. Like you have bacon and balsamic mm. on it and um, uh, baked potatoes and then ribeye steaks with like bone in ribeye steaks. And it was amazing. It was, it was maybe the best dinner I've ever made ever in my life. Uh, and it, it, yeah, so it was nice. That's kind of what we did yesterday. We just made where I made fancy dinner and yeah, that was basically Dang. my whole yesterday. Besides that, you know. Very nice. Not much. Did you also did you also make a menu on cardstock and stuff? I didn't. Sonovia said that she would give me some of her cardstock, uh, and I did. I went looking around the house for it, but I didn't want to ask her for it because she was out of the house and doing stuff. So mm. I uh, super glued two notebook pages together to make it thicker, and then I did a, a wine list on one side, and then the ent- the entree and sides on the other. Oh, okay. Very nice. And did Sonovia enjoy it as well? Yeah, she said it was the best Brussels sprout she's ever had, which I'm guessing the bar wasn't very high before, but they were really amazing. Like, Brussels, like yeah, they were they were great. Any Brussels sprouts would be the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had. You've never had never Brussels had sprouts? Brussels, I've never had Brussels sprouts, no. I couldn't make them for you because my recipe has bacon. I don't know how they would come out without it. Maybe I can do some, some bacon-less Brussels sprouts. It's just crispy salt and pepper. I mean, aren't don't Brussels sprouts just taste like cabbage? Kind of. They're 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 like a greeny, like, yeah, kind of. But then I also did this sauce, like this. I drizzled this sauce, which was balsamic, and you're supposed to do honey, but we didn't have any honey, so I did maple syrup. So balsamic and maple syrup, like in a reduction or whatever, you cook it down. <laughs> Fucking delicious, dude! It was so good. It, when you come over, if you come over, any whatever, I'll make you Brussels sprouts. And, okay. and you'll, you'll let me know how they how they are. Okay, I uh, this this sounds like a good plan. Yeah. This sounds like a good plan to me. Um, I had an amazing week this week. Nice. Yeah. So last week when we were recording um, the episode, Champions League finals were being played, and my favorite team in the whole wide world was in the finals, and they won it all, and I'm so amped up. It. And this is League of Legends or, or golf? No, Champions League is soccer. Okay. Yeah, so Champions League is basically like like the top clubs from each European country can play in Champions League. And Champions League crowns the like best team, basically, like the best club team in, in Europe, which is basically like the best team in the world. Hmm. So yeah, it, it was it's a wild. They won. They beat Paris Saint Germain, and they also went through Barcelona, like some real big hitter teams, and like just, just they won. It's great. I love it. Uh, so I'm so pumped up. I didn't watch. I didn't like check the results right after the podcast. I like, went to go rewatch it, mm. and I was, oh, man, I love it. 
what would you say what would you say is kind of the the draw that keeps you kind of attached to soccer like what makes you want to watch it hmm i'd say like 50 percent of it is i really like watching people who are good at things do their thing Mm -hmm. so like i really like watching high level soccer high level tennis because i'm like watching the best in the world do this thing and it's like it's cool to me mm. and then probably the other 25 like 25 percent is like players like two of my favorite players are on this team so thomas Müller and manuel neuer so the one of the forwards and the goalkeeper are like two of my favorite players mm. and they're on the same team like they're on my team so like i watch their matches because i like them and i want to see them succeed okay and then probably the remaining 25 percent is just like how insane some storylines are like bayern munich's always been one of the best teams in the world but they would always get knocked out by Real Madrid, usually in like the quarters of the semis. Like they hadn't seen the finals in quite a while. Mm. But this year they I don't think they even played Real Madrid and they, they won it all. So it's it's kinda cool. Do you think if those two dudes left the team that you like, you would you would follow them to another team or that you would stick with this team? Um, I'd probably stick with the team because like I said, I like watching like fifty percent of it is just like I like watching high level stuff mm-hmm. and Bayern Munich is the best team in Germany. Which is one of the best leagues in the world. But isn't it the best team because of the people who are on it? Kind of, but it's also like the strategies, like their tactics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Bayern Munich isn't just like the best team in Germany. They're like quite a few of their players are also on the national team. So like watching them play is basically like watching the, the best players of Germany play because the best players in Germany will gravitate towards Bayern Munich. Mm. So even if they like retire, because they're both getting kind of old, I, I expect them to retire eventually. New players will come up and they'll probably be really good anyway. Yeah. Like most of like the their like junior squad is also quite good. So yeah. Nice. And me, me and Senovia were just talking about this this past week of like there, there are people who go so hard, just talking about like basketball or football, American football, not even soccer. That's a whole other realm of crazy. But mm. but people will get in arguments that get really heated about their team and like, oh, the team and like, oh, whatever. Like, and, and it's just my team. I like the Cowboys. I like the, the Raiders. I like the whatever. But that team doesn't actually mean anything. Like if, if it's about representing mm. where you're from, People will join this team mostly because this team was offering that person the biggest check. It's not because they have any loyalty to Oakland or whoever or your city. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess I just don't quite get. Yours makes sense, but people who are just blindly riding for some named group of men that they've never met. And they're just like so willing to get heated over it. I, I just don't get that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm like... I don't like that either because they'll like I think it comes down to like a language thing right I won't ever say like we won because I wasn't participating my team won Mm. like the team I support won it's like that's cool but like I think people who are like way too into it will say stuff like oh we won the championship and it's like you didn't do shit you just (laughs) sat there and maybe watched (laughs) like I didn't do anything I just watched their matches and said like cool (laughs) I get it though I mean Especially if someone doesn't really have maybe uh, other things to attach themselves to, that it's kind of like my whole life is riding on this. You know, my whole life is the Miami Heat. Oh yeah, I I'm not that kind of person. First of all, I follow like a ton of sports and like 
try to just do as many things as I can. It's like, I'm, I'm not really that attached to any one thing, mm. like in terms of like my teams. I've definitely like jumped teams before too. Like mm. Bayern Munich is, is probably the longest I've enjoyed a single team in any sport or anything. Mm. Oh, no, no. Roger Federer is the no, is the one I've like enjoyed the longest. Then it's Bayern Munich, and then probably some other stuff. Is Roger Federer a, is that a name of a man or a team? Ro- oh, Roger Federer is like one of he's in the conversation between like three people for the greatest tennis player of mm. all time. And okay, I literally grew up watching him, so he's my idol. If I could grow up to be anyone, it'd be him. Nice. I only know Stan Smith because of the sneakers. <laughs> I don't actually know anything about tennis. Who is Stan Smith? Dude, he's he's like a. I actually don't know anything beyond his name. He's like a famous tennis man, but he has the the, the Adidas Stan Smith, which are a tennis shoe or whatever. But they're classic sneakers. That's the only reason I know Stan Smith. I don't even know who Stan Smith. Well, wow, so you're the real tennis poser. I'm gonna Google Stan Smith really quick to make myself just to confirm I'm not an absolute clown <laughs> in this podcast. Is it a tennis player? I know I know most of the top players from the last like thirty years or so. So. Stan Roger Smith is a former world number one American tennis player and two-time Grand Slam singles champion who also, with his partner Bob Lutz, formed one of the most successful doubles teams of all time. That is a tennis man in the 70s. What year, though, what, what year was he playing? The 70s. Okay, that, that is a little bit outside of my range <laughs> of knowledge. Uh, I, uh, 70s is a little bit too old for me. Yeah, see, so I'm the real tennis guy. I know all the all the info about hot tennis tips and history. This is now a tennis podcast because I'm the expert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I having like a team that you really enjoy win, or like just watching like high level. So basically, like the way I would describe it is like Champions League is the highest level soccer you will watch, mm. whereas the World Cup is the, like the most hype soccer you'll watch, mm. right? Because the clubs like these are like they're paid. To play together and they'll play together for like multiple seasons typically mm. and like their teams like built like handcrafted by like from all like talent from all over the world and stuff whereas the world cup is like the most hype it's like watching champions league is really watching like the best tactical play mm. and best like mechanical play probably in the world like it's just it's wild that my that like my team won finally yeah well, speaking of uh, high-level play, I started playing Clone Hero again this past week. I talked about it on like a very old episode of this podcast, but Clone Hero is essentially a uh, clone of Guitar Hero built in Unity and released on Windows, and I think mm-hmm. it's on Mac as well, maybe. Um, but you get this base game, and it's got some songs that you don't care about, but if you go and you find internet resources that allow you to get all of the, the songs from Guitar Hero games, you can basically get every song from every Guitar Hero game ever into this thing and just play them on your on your computer and i have a guitar hero controller so i i I had to do some weird uh driver hack that i had to like go and edit a a text file manually to do something but to get it all working but i did and then uh i've been playing clone hero and i'm still very good at guitar hero i think guitar hero 3 might be one of my favorite games of all time there's just something about that game that series and it doesn't really exist on new stuff, and it's kind of just lost to that generation of consoles. And I think a thing that makes me sad is that you can always emulate the games, but you cannot emulate this hardware, the, the guitar controller and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And one day that's going to die, and I'm not going to be able to find more of them, and it's kind of just going to be over. You know? Yeah, that's going to be pretty sad. Because, like, right now, don't you have to, like, 
find stuff on eBay basically to buy the controllers and stuff. Yeah, you can go to Goodwill or eBay, but the the specific like Les Paul Guitar Hero Three Xbox Three Sixty controller, this very specific one, is harder to find because there's there's a non-zero demand for it. The the ones with like the Wii, for example, you can't you can find those because no one wants them, but mm. because Clone Hero exists, there's demand for these these things. So they can go up for like like sixty bucks on eBay, which is a crazy price to pay for an old peripheral like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I actually paid that much for one of them once, and then when I came back home, I had my old one at my mom's house. So now I have two, which is nice because when one breaks, I can use the other. But when that one breaks, I cannot play this anymore unless some weirdo third party peripheral comes up that's completely the same and whatever. You know what I mean? But that's a very niche thing. <laughs> Somebody disassembles one, puts all the schematics for it on a three D printer. And then you can do it that way. I mean, yeah, it's it. maybe the future's crazy. Speaking of the future being crazy, did you see that Neuralink demo? No, I was going to watch it later. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Was it cool? Dude, okay, I, I love Elon Musk because I'm sure there's a bunch of people who are like, Elon, you're really not a good speaker. You're not a good presenter. You're not a good showman. And he's like, fuck you. I know how this works. So I'm going to go up there and I'm going to tell them in this very awkward way about why this is cool. And he'll, like the Cybertruck thing was the same thing. It was a very awkward demo, but he's always just himself, right? Like he just he's he is him. So uh, the, the the Neuralink one was kind of in a similar thing. It was really awkward, and he stumbled over his words a lot. He seems like he's just uncomfortable constantly. But the 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 summary is they had this thing implanted into a pig's head, and it was registering like signals based off of the the, the snout of the pig. So whenever the snout touched something, there would be a spike on this particular thing that was reading. I also don't have it. I have no idea how this science works, by the way. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was just this demo of the pig. Whenever its nose would hit something, there would, the, the, the machine would make a sound. This very mm-hmm. basic thing of like, there's this link here going through all this stuff and it's just a pig. There's nothing crazy on its head. There's nothing going on, whatever. It's just a pig. And someone even asked, one of the at the Q and A at the end, it was like, so, one day will we will we be able to uh, store and retrieve memories? And he was like, yeah. Elon was like, yeah. I know this is sounding like a Black Mirror thing, but I mean, you know, kind of whatever. It's like when he says that, it's like, holy shit, I believe you. You know, like this is crazy. This world that we live in is crazy, and this technology is insane. But I don't know. It was cool to watch. You are going to get that and store all your memories, aren't you? On like petabytes of data. <laughs> I guess it's weird because like I don't know how that works. If you're storing memories, you're storing memories like according to you. Maybe you, your memories aren't objective. Like we were talking just before we hit record or before we started mm-hmm. doing this, but like photos. Photos are a pretty objective representation of something that's real. Someone's storytelling, like someone's story of what happened is not. It's always from their perspective. Not like, you know what I mean? Uh, I see what you mean. I guess the, I guess if I was there and I could have asked a question, I, I wouldn't have asked if memories get stored. I would ask if experiences can be stored, right? Because what if you had a hundred percent total recall of your dinner with Synovia, for example? Mm. I don't remember if that was recorded on the podcast or not. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. All right. So like, right, like total hundred percent recall of your like body experience mm. that dinner mm. see the the like greedy capitalist in me is like you could sell those experiences 
to lonely people. Oh, that's Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I think there literally is an episode of Black Mirror like Maybe. that. Maybe. I haven't seen all of Black Mirror, but but I guess so. I don't know. It was just a very interesting demo, and I think it's crazy. Like, I'm constantly thinking about, like, like uh, I don't know, just how fast things move these days and how, how impressive some things are, but it's kind of just like a, a – you just brush it aside because everything's amazing. So if you even think of that, like – if you stop to think about one thing being amazing, it's like, yeah, of course, technology is amazing. Like, I can get fucking burritos at my door in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, that's amazing to me. But the world, like, Neuralink, I don't know, that whole demo was just insane to me. And I was super impressed. And I love Elon Musk. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is pretty wild. Also, you mentioned Unity uh, yeah. earlier. And I want to tell you that uh, the person who I know who does know Unity did say that they would go on the podcast. Oh, so, nice! I cut that part out that. of the last episode just because I didn't want to put pressure on this person. Because I know we put we had the other thing where my friend, who has worked on Unity stuff before, was mm-hmm. like, kind of interested in doing it. But then we wanted to do something in person. But then it didn't really kind of work out timing wise. And then I moved away from Seattle, so it's very much not going to happen now. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to have another thing like that. But it's nice. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I talked to them. They said that they would. Uh, we need to figure out like how we're going to do it because they don't have a setup. So they'd probably have to like come do it in person too so like we just have to figure that out yeah like location and all that stuff um if i have to buy one more condenser mic i'm gonna lose my mind so yeah it would be <laughs> nice if we can <laughs> do that <laughs> so is actually gonna own like 50 condenser mics by the end of this um <laughs> but also i was gonna say uh just one thing not about pigs necessarily but about my dog is she went to the groomer mm. on friday and yes, last night it rained real hard. Mm-hmm. And of course, I went on our walk. She was like perfect mud and then laid in it. And I was like, you piece of garbage. <laughs> I just cleaned you. You're so, you were so clean. And now my whole house is just covered in mud. It's like, God dang it. Nice. Yeah. Dogs are a bad, dogs, dogs are a bad idea. I love dogs, but our dog is also a pain in the ass. And it's like, damn it. This kind of just. Sometimes it just really sucks taking care of this thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I love her, but part of the reason I, I send her off to be groomed is so that I get like an hour and a half to myself yeah. <laughs> every now and again. <laughs> so I can just do the things that I, I, not that I can't do with her here, but like I, I don't do with her here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had to, we were on like a, a bird watch this past week because there was a, a bird's nest in our yard. And mm-hmm. uh, Pepper is very, um, I don't know. She's she's a dog. So she saw those birds and she was like, I'm going to kill these things. I'm going to kill yep. them for you. I'm going to bring them your corpse or bring you their corpse. <laughs> bring them your corpse would be a twist. <laughs> um, but uh, so like the, the, the birds were there. There was two birds and um, it was kind of this weird thing because it's in a weird little spot. But we realized that they had eggs. They had little babies there. And it's like, OK, well, we want to move this nest out of this yard so they're not in danger anymore. But we can't move the nest while there's bird, like babies in that. We don't want to kill their babies. And then the babies were born. And then there's little babies. And then it's like, oh, shit, they don't know how to fly. And they're trying to learn how to fly with our dog in the yard. And then so one of them was like on the, on the ground. And then Pepper was chasing after it, trying to kill it. And she had it like in her mouth almost. Like she was very close. Anyway, it was just a pain in the ass is my point. Long story short, Synovia fixed the whole thing. And she moved the nest somewhere else so those birds are no longer a problem. But it was just a pain in the ass. I'm just gonna put this out there for the record. Most birds who where the 
chick falls out of the nest it was either done on purpose by the parent or that chick was never gonna make it it wasn't it was like a full ass bird it wasn't it wasn't even a baby mm-hmm. bird anymore it was it was just on the ground because i think it was trying to figure out how to fly but it wasn't because i've seen the chicks that are whatever that's like you know whatever that's the different thing yeah. this was like another little bird and it just oh, didn't know okay. how to fly it was like an it was like a adolescent bird, not like a baby bird. <laughs> yeah a young teen bird <laughs> Yeah, a teen bird about to get its head <laughs> torn up by a dog. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't, it is funny to me because I, I know exactly how you feel about that. There's little baby rabbits in mm. my area, and Sapphire is definitely like, oh, <laughs> these ones don't know how to run very fast. <laughs> don't worry, Z, I'll get them for you. It's like, no. No, I don't think, I don't think she's, I'm going to get them for you. I think it's, I'm going to eat them. Mm. Don't worry. Chief, you don't have to give me food tonight. I'll eat these ones. They're like, what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I understand like all the cartoons and stuff about the, you know, like, I think like Tom and Jerry, right? Where they just bathe Tom and then Jerry gets Tom dirty. And then the little girl is like, I just gave you a bath. And she's like mm. real upset. That was me this morning. I was like, I just got you cleaned. <laughs> Why did you get to roll in the mud? <laughs> There's, the, I mean, no dog is ever clean. Dogs are fucking gross. Like they're always gonna be gross. I love them. Again, I love dogs, but they're gross. They are. So they, they are. They're it's a lost lovable. Cause. I love, I love her. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty, pretty okay week for me this week. I would say. Yeah. Another thing, I wanted to start playing Ghost of Tsushima again. I felt like, even though I was trying to not be harsh on it last week, I felt like I came off kind of harsh on it. it just. And it's funny because after that too, I also ranked quality of gameplay third after skill mm-hmm. and progression or skill and challenge. But Ghost of Tsushima was like pretty unplayable to me because the quality of gameplay was so poor. Not even the quality of gameplay is a different thing. It's just performance. Like the the performance was so bad, it made the game unplayable to me. So yeah, wanted to play that game, had it all queued up to play it, and then acquired a PS2 emulator and started playing PS2 games instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's way better than playing anything new, because <laughs> I've hit that old man phase where my old games are better than anything coming out now. So I started playing uh, Scarface, The World is Yours, which is essentially a GTA clone. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Scarface, the movie? The movie? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So, okay, you know that Tony dies in the end, right? Yes. Very sad, RIP. This game is essentially an alternate take on that ending and it's instead of Tony dying he just lives and his he gets ran out of his mansion and uh, now he has to rebuild his empire is essentially okay. the thing of this so you have kind of like these res- is he still a coke addict? Uh, <laughs> no the, the kind of like <laughs> darkness that causes Tony's demise in the movie is kind of just removed in this and he's okay. just a guy now right. um, so Basically, this game is a GTA clone, and the whole point is to take over these little neighborhoods and buy businesses, and you sell Coke. There's a Coke-dealing minigame, which is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and you just get your money back, or your money and your reputation. And it's kind of like every level is a letter of the word Scarface. So when you start off, you're at S. right? And I, I played this game originally on the PS2. It was kind of a late-in-the-generation thing. It came out, like I think, in 05. So the 360 was already a thing. The PS3 was already going to be a thing. Um, and this game came out on the PS2 and the Xbox. So I feel like it's kind of forgotten, maybe underappreciated or whatever. But anyway, when I played it originally, 
I got up to Scarfac. I had everything except for E, the last E of the respect meter. And so it always bothered me that I never finished the game. So I have been playing it on my emulator. And it's nice. You get the emulator stuff of being able to render it at a higher resolution and stuff like that. Um, but it still crashes every now and then, which is frustrating. But I think the telling thing is that I'm still willing to keep playing it even after it crashes and I lose my save and all that kind of stuff. Or not save. I lose my progress. Um, I was going to say, you've quit games that are really good because you lost your save. If I lose my save, like Skyrim that happened to me before, when Skyrim came out, I was like four hours in and it was some game-breaking bug on my thing. I had to restart from the beginning. And that made me not play it for like a whole six weeks or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. Something about this game I think is just really great. It's it's hard for me to separate my nostalgia for it from the actual quality of the game, but I do think the game is very good. There's this whole pimp my mansion feature which is hilarious. It's literally called that capitalized in the game. Like, that's the, that's the feature. Uh, and so you can buy these different things, again, to go towards your respect and reputation. So you can buy things for your mansion. Oh, I bought a flamingo. I bought a, a statue. I bought a whatever. And you can place them around your mansion kind of freely. And one of the items that you could buy is a bong. But it's not like a regular-sized bong. It's like a three-foot-tall bong. And... Uh, I filled up my mansion with like 12 of those and I just put them in, in like the walkway area. And it's really stupid. I, I love that I could do that stuff. Uh, so I have a mansion full of bongs and also I recruited some woman to just live in my house. She was just standing on the street and I was like, hey baby, you wanna come to whatever, I clean my pool. And then she was like, okay. And then she just lives in my house now. She's just constantly standing there. So this is kind of how the game works. You just get resources for your mansion. You get like... That seems way darker than you made it seem right there. <laughs> like I think the the subtext on that is just <laughs> a little bit more troubling. But okay, it's it's just like a really weird game mechanic. I don't really know. I don't I don't know what they're going for with this, but it's just literally convince a woman that you're cool to come live at your house. Um, so. Okay. And then also they have a really bad, or not even really bad. He's he's kind of okay. Al Pacino impersonator for the voice. And so it's kind of just someone putting on, like, a fake Cuban accent. Because that's what Al Pacino did, by the way. He's not Cuban. Like, that, that yeah. whole accent's fake. So, anyway, it's a, it's a good game. I think for the, for the photo for this podcast, I'm going to do the screenshot of me in my, my, bong, my bong hallway. Because it's, Hell it's yeah. everywhere. So, I have a question on the voice actor. Are they doing a, a – are they, like, trying to, like, do – Al Pacino during a, a Cuban accent, or are they just skipping the Al Pacino, stepping away straight to the Cuban accent? Yeah, someone is trying to replicate Al Pacino's Cuban accent. Like the was that even a good Cuban accent? I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't know, I don't know any, know any Cuban, Cuban people, people. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a good accent. But I don't see a lot of conversation about it being a bad accent. Maybe because it's just an older movie and people didn't care so much back then that he was faking it. But like. I, I don't see a lot of negativity about it, so it must be fine. The, like the passive racism, <laughs> they were just like, "Oh, it's Cuban, it's fine." <laughs> People were actually Cuban, like, "What?" Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, nice. I uh, I've seen Scarface. I. It's one of those things where I'm not really into like the crime genre. So, like Godfather, Scarface, like those movies, I like, don't do it for me in the same way i feel like it does it for other people yeah i think godfather is is very much a different thing it's like still yeah crime but it's it's really just the quality of that movie is so 
great. Like everything is well made and it has a vibe to it. Yeah, I love like some of the, I love, like the, most of them. Each of the like each of the hours of that movie has like one really crazy good scene. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like one of my favorite scenes in that movie is where um, the main dude, Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When when yeah, I don't know. I'll be Godfather too. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So like, main dude, right? His the the like his dad, the Godfather, is like in the hospital because he got shot up, mm-hmm. and he's like waiting outside the hospital because he's pretty sure like the people who shot him are gonna mm-hmm. show up again. Mm-hmm. And he just pulls some random dude and is like, "Light a cigarette, put your hand in your pocket like you have a gun," mm-hmm. and they scare them off by that. And like that was such a cool scene because it's so tense. Like, oh my god. Yeah, you're right. That is from from the first movie. Uh, yeah, and then like the part where where. He like goes to get the pistol from the bathroom. Like there's just kind of parts of mm-hmm. uh, like the iconic scenes from that movie. Um, but then just just uh, what's his name? The Godfather, Don Corleone. Yeah. Anyway, he's just a great character. He's a classic character. So just seeing him in every, in any scene at all makes it a, an interesting thing. But I would consider that different from Marlon Brando. Yes, Marlon Brando. <laughs> I uh, got you. <laughs> <laughs> but like Scarface is just. It's less well-made, I guess. It's a, still a well-made movie, but it's not that kind of quality. I would say The Godfather is just really up there in like the production value. And Scarface mm. is just more of a fun story, even though it's not a fun story. But it's a, it's a good story that you just like to watch. It's like the come-up and then the kind of crash because things went bad or whatever. I kind of turn it off when it starts to crash. I don't like the end of that movie. I don't like when he dies. I don't like when he kills his friend. I don't like any of that stuff. But I like seeing him win because I like Tony Montana. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't, so you skip the part where the where like the lesson is to be yeah, learned from the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, I don't really care about the lesson. I want a movie to that... watch a man get wealthy and develop a coke habit. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, even the coke habit, like uh, up up to the point where he just kind of when he buys the mansion, I guess, and like. That's when I want to mm-hmm. when I want to kind of turn it off because I've seen what I consider the good part, you know. Mm-hmm. So that movie has like some really cool scenes. I like the scene where he's visiting the drug lord in like Colombia or whatever, mm-hmm. where they throw the dude out of a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. yeah, that's like a wild scene. I think that's my favorite scene from that movie. Yeah, they... like that conversation, just like the way he like sells himself, but like also like doesn't push too hard. Mm-hmm. Like I like that. Like, knowing how much is on the line, and he's still cool about it. Well, he seems cool about it, yeah. but I'm pretty sure like his 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 pants are brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a good movie. I love Scarface. It's one of those things where it's hard to separate the movie from kind of this weird culture of all these like teenagers having the poster in their room. Like everybody had the poster in their room. Like my cousin had the poster in his room of just Scarface. Yeah, bro, crime and drugs and money, dude. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's like I I also totally agree with that sentiment, but I'm not gonna put that out there you know what i mean <laughs> you're not gonna go up on like a work meeting with like scarface behind you <laughs> tony montana just staring you down yeah yeah i i used to have a, a scarface t-shirt it actually came with the game the, the world is yours game or whatever it was a, a bundle pack and i was like a 12 year old wearing a scarface t-shirt all around town it's pretty nice it gave me a gave me some street cred you know it's like i've seen good movies <laughs> Uh, nice. Yeah. I uh, I'm trying to think if I watched any movies. 
I don't think so. If I did it, none of it stuck. So wasn't that important. That new uh, that new Bill and Ted came out, and Kid Cudi is in it. So I'm very excited to watch that because I love anything with Kid Cudi in it. Is that gonna go like direct to streaming services, or is that gonna have like a? Oh, okay. Yeah, I bought it on. Uh, I bought it digitally yesterday, so I have to watch it at some point. Oh, well, what's what services have it? I don't actually know. I bought it on Amazon, but it probably oh. elsewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I will probably wait to watch it. It's like Mulan for me, where it's like, oh, cool, there's a Mulan movie out, but I'm not gonna pay money specifically to see Mulan. And at thirty bucks, especially on top of the Disney Plus subscription no it's it's more expensive for me to do that than to just go to the movies alone and watch it like i did with most of the other movies i've watched recently yeah that movie uh tenet came out as well i've seen some kind of mixed review the christopher nolan movie okay oh, i didn't even know there's a christopher nolan movie yeah wow that's wow okay yeah it's like the, it's like one of the biggest movies to come out the whole year so that's kind of interesting dude listen when movie theaters are closed i don't care about new movie launches because yeah. I'm not gonna go see. I'm not gonna see them new anyway. I'm gonna wait probably. Yeah. Well, theaters here um, just opened oh. up again, like this past week. Yeah, but like I'm not gonna no, go to no, the no, theater no, right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm going like a couple months or something. You know, yeah. like when when things start to settle down a little bit, I'll I'll go back to the movies. I because re- I really like going to the movies mm-hmm. to watch movies. Mm-hmm. Well, this thing about it, you know. Yeah. Well, like maybe a month, six weeks ago, something like that. My mom, for uh, someone's birthday, we, we rented out the loft, the, the whole mm-hmm. loft cinema. And they did this thing where it's like you just come in, you have the theater space, and we'll play whatever movie you want on our theater or in our theater. And so we had the entire thing to ourselves. And we watched The Big Lebowski. It was pretty cool. But that was the last time I've been in a theater since, I don't know, I don't remember the last time I was really in a movie theater watching a new movie. Oh, uh, oh Bad Boys. Less- Oh yeah, you saw Bad Boys. I saw Nineteen Seventeen. Oh yeah, that's the last same. time I I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I really wanted to go and see that movie in theaters because you were like, that's a movie you want to see in theaters. Yes. And I have to say, that's a movie you want to see in theaters. Yes, yes, it is. Unless you have like a crazy surround sound setup at home, but even then, it's probably better in a theater. Listen, I don't, but also don't. my dog gets a little panicky around really loud noises, mm-hmm. and that movie has some really loud noises in it. Yeah. So yeah, just a few, I but they're kind of a. Uh, uh, very important to the movie because all the matter it's not just like a loud movie no yeah. no i want to see dunkirk but for a similar reason i think i'll have to wait on that one because that one is apparently just very loud also like it really captures like the impact of a gun and stuff yeah i heard <laughs> well i have that movie so if, i've also never seen it but if you if whenever you come over if you want to watch it without worrying about how loud it gets i also don't have a surround sound system so whatever i don't either it's just I, I don't like things that have like a huge variety in their noise level. Mm. Like if if I if I have my TV sets like I don't know fifteen, I'm okay if the sound range is like I don't know twenty to ten. But like if it goes to like thirty five, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Like why did I have to set this so low? Yeah. Like I don't want to have to constantly like mess with the volume basically, and I think I'd have to with that movie. That happens to us where it's like the background music is is at a reasonable volume, and then. Mm-hmm something happens and it's like 10 times the volume of the of the background thing and i think it's because most of like the equipment that i use like my xbox and my television assume that i have a surround sound setup like a 5.1 five speakers Mm -hmm. setup so there's different it's like amplified in different channels or whatever i'm just i don't know anything about audio by the way i'm just totally guessing but i only have a stereo setup so i think it's because the configuration is wrong and i have to set it to stereo 
but I can't always do that. Like my Xbox, I don't know how to do that. I think I've tried it and it still does the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think it's the movie's fault. I think it's like a configuration thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know nothing about audio either. All I know is I like when you're wearing a headset and sound comes out of one ear and then the other ear, but sometimes they're like different, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. It was, it was your song of the week last week. I think I mentioned that because the song of the week started uh, on this side, but it goes to this yes. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, do you want to move on to the home game stuff? Yes. Home game All stuff. All right. Do you want to start us off? Uh yes, so I did a ton of work on home games this week, and the kind of summary there is that Master is fixed, kind of. Most games work. The only one that doesn't is the Word Match game, which is the one that we used to play at the beginning of the show, like match the word, whatever the other person's gonna say, or the middle mm-hmm. word, whatever it was. Um, so that one's broken, but but the actual master branch as a whole, like the dashboard loads, the little modals load, all the new animation stuff is in there, all of the effects and stuff. Like There's so much new stuff that I've been working on for seriously like four months uh, that's finally in master. So that's really nice. I updated my pull requests and stuff, and then I looked at the lines changed again, like 2,600 lines, and then another one was like 600 lines. And was like, okay, how about instead of just waiting again because there's kind of already a V1 of these comments... I'll just I'm just gonna push this because God I hate waiting yeah. for this so so I just yeah, yeah. I, I pushed it all uh, there are no open pull requests at this point except for the one I just opened this morning to do the multiple player IDs and squisher which I've been talking about forever but I had the change I just didn't want to put out the pull requests until everything was kind of clean for me to do that on top of so uh, that's the state of that stuff there I also updated Pico de Gallo which. I guess I'll talk about, oh, whatever, I'll talk about it now. So we need logs, like I've talked about a couple times before. But Pico de Gallo went down twice uh, since I deployed, uh, whereas the previous version was up for weeks, months, and it was pretty stable. So something is happening sometimes when someone tries something and it's killing the, the process. Uh, and the way I run it, I literally, I just SSH into the EC2 instance running this stuff and background a process that's, that's the home games, whatever stuff, so... I don't really have any kind of way to tell what happened when it dies unless I can somehow go and look at output for a killed process. I, I don't know. I don't know how you could do that. Um, um, Not that I know. Unless I've configured something to do that, but I haven't. So it just writes the standard out, and then the thing dies, and I can't recover it. So I need a way to track these logs. So like right now, on my thing, I have the home games game server stuff running in the foreground. So whenever it crashes, and I'm hoping it does today... I can see what the error is, so I can fix it. Um, Aren't you hoping it no longer crashes? <laughs> I'm hoping it does crash because there's something making it crash, and I want to get the error of what what's wrong. Because if I just background this and the the error happens again, I have no idea what happened. So uh, this is obviously not a sustainable way to see what's happening with the things. So I need to get some sort of logs. And I tweeted at Alex yesterday, kind of joking, like, "Hey, DevOps team, like, we need logs." He just did the. He responded with a picture of the dude sweating, like the. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I have a question on that. It wouldn't a really kind of like barbaric way of doing it, but it would be helpful. Is instead of just parsing to standard output, you also parse standard error to a file. Yeah, we could, but then the file. Yeah, the file would work on Pico de Gallo, but it wouldn't work for other people, I guess, who are running it themselves unless they send us their file kind of stuff. I guess I just, I, I'm just thinking about what I want logging to look like 
in the future in general. Oh, you mean like a permanent solution to logging, not just like a we need to fix this bug that we can't track down. Right. Yeah. We need we need to be able to find like bugs in the in the server. Mm-hmm. So I see. Yeah, I think I think something like a like a optional reporting to us would be would make a lot of sense. I think for right now, I can just you know wrap the entire process in a try accept or try catch, and uh, <laughs> just dump whatever <laughs> something or just did dump the error right because if we have what the error is, we might be able to track it down. Well, that's what that's what I'm hoping for right now with me just running this in the foreground. So whatever error is, I just see it in the console. Um, but I, I, like I said, this is not a sustainable way to do this stuff. I need, ideally, it's. I get a collection of the errors that are happening across home games instances, the public ones, the private ones, the everything, so we can get error reports. Say, like, okay, well, here's a known bug, here's a known bug. This one came up 10 times this week. We should probably prioritize this one. We don't have any kind of a base for that stuff at the moment, so uh, I think I want to start looking into that stuff. Um, but, you know, that's it's just another thing to add to the list, I guess, is, is get logging. Yeah, that's kind of fun to do. Um, I actually wonder if it's related to something I found when I was working with the new home game stuff. But I found out on Square, after like level five, mm-hmm. if you die, you no longer respawn and the <laughs> game freezes up. And I was like, huh. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> but that was pretty late last night. And I was like, I'll adjust, figure this out later. Yeah. Well, the, the beauty, I guess, of that kind of stuff is that, that each game is running in its own process. So if that process fails, home games is still running. It's just that game crash, but it, you can kind of go back to the dashboard and stuff and retry it. When when the game server dies, it's because kind of the main process that's doing all this other stuff has died, which in this case is the dashboard. So there's some bug in the dashboard that someone is triggering because they did it, they've done it twice already since I posted the link yesterday on Twitter. It's crashed twice. So someone is doing something that kills the dashboard, which kills home games essentially. Um, and I don't know what that is, but if like a game crashing is most of the time is is just a can kill that process and you can go back to the dashboard. Yeah. Okay. I that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll track that down. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy that those that stuff got into to the master though. That was stuff that like for a super long time now I've been anxiously awaiting <laughs> i think i've been working on that stuff maybe even longer i think i started talking about the effects and all this other kind of stuff when we did our first in-person one like episode 20 not first yeah. in person but like you know modern in-person one on camera type thing so that was a long time ago we've also been doing this podcast remotely like this for the majority of the time we've been doing this podcast which is kind of nuts to think about but um, but yeah anyway Logging is my, my summary there. I need logging. Nice. Um, I also think that maybe we lost something because I, when I was trying to, to spin up home games with the new changes to it, I had to have, add Webpack as a dependency in the package.json for home games web. You shouldn't need to add it. I always had that as like a separate. I never added it to the package.json. It was just a thing that you had to do in the process to build it. Yeah, so I, I added it to my, I installed it globally. Kind of, I Basically, I followed the steps that you had in there, but I think maybe with Windows, it's a little bit different mm. because when I was running NPM, uh, 
I and then running the webpack command, it would be like, ho ho ho, you can't just run webpack on this. You gotta have uh, you gotta have it as part of your package JSON, sir. And so I had to add it into my local package JSON as a dev dependency, but that should probably move up to just a regular dependency. Should it what's the difference there? Because why would a non Whether it's a dev dependency or a non web dependency? Yeah, what's what's the difference? Uh, I I I literally think it's the mode of because I think like can't you do webpack build as dev or webpack build as like production? No, I have no idea. I, I just hit I just run the command webpack and it just reads webpack. Well, webpack config. on its own would run webpack product product like production build. Well, doesn't it run the webpack? Conf it looks at your webpack config. Yes, which we don't specify mode in there. I actually don't know if there's a difference but then between the dev and not dev. I have no idea because I'm assuming anybody who's installing any dependencies would need all dependencies. I don't know what a dev dependency is because all dependencies are dev I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know that much about NP. I, I don't know that particular piece about web or NPM rather. I know that you can have regular dependencies and there's a separate spot for dev dependencies yeah, yeah. and that may have to do with like how you're installing or whatever. Like I don't think NPM CI would install dev dependencies, for example. Mm. But then wouldn't it need that if it was going it to would. run the bundle? So then it it would need to run that if it was running it on a Windows box, which I don't think it is. But it I I ran into that issue on my Windows. I and you weren't running into that on your Mac or or on Pico de Gallo, which is Linux, right? Well, I don't build on Pico de Gallo. I just get the binaries that I publish and then... Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know then. That might be something we need to add in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do, we, we should figure out... That's been something on the list since we added web, the Webpack dependency of like how to actually add it to package.json. It's just I never have. Because I do the same thing. I just install it globally. I don't have it as a part of this project. I just have it installed as a tool on my machine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know how that works, but... I don't know either. I'll read up more on that then because I wonder if it's specific to Windows that you have to have it as part of the project and have it as installed globally because I have it installed globally and it just didn't yeah. it wasn't enjoying itself I didn't <laughs> install Webpack CI then Webpack then mm -hmm. I had to add the dependency for it before it actually like would start properly basically what was happening was I texted Joseph yesterday like hey listen like I gotta leave right now but my build isn't spinning up properly and it was just sitting on a blank white page the whole time waiting and i was just like i don't know nothing is telling me that it's an error anywhere or anything like not this. even in the the browser console because i couldn't no. find bundle.js i wasn't getting an error yeah it, it, i think it's because without the uh but without it having been bundled it's loading just like the index.html page which is but it should just an empty white page but it should 404 on trying to access the bundle if it's not there so it might have been oh. an old bundle from a previous build, but it was just fucked because it was the old version. It may have been, yeah. I don't know. Because it was in, it's the same it's the same like right it's the same cloned repo yeah. that I have been working out of. I just you know pulled the new stuff and then tried to do a rebuild on it. Yeah. It's like that old bundle was probably still there. Yeah, because it's an, it it puts it out to web slash bundle.js and then the app server reads it from there. Yeah, so it was probably just like, I don't know what is going on. Yeah. But it's interesting that you didn't have any errors. It's, it should have because it would have, I would think, hit some sort of problem because the, the colors changes and the way it tries to render stuff. It, it just kind of, anyway, I have no idea. I think it's because the bundled version is bundled with the old stuff. 
Okay, that's the old version of colors. It doesn't have those changes. But if you did npm install, then it... It would, but without running the webpack, mm. it wouldn't have. But then... Okay. Okay, yeah, something. Something happened. But we need yeah, to have something, webpack something, something janky happened. Yeah, yeah so like basically what's, what's going to happen this week for me is just that webpack bug is going to have a PR for for it and then also the i'll look and see if i can figure out what's wrong with square so i can put a bug fix for it too yeah um but should, those should be pretty small peers uh and then i had uh i did some work on getting the secrets stuff and basically i was like looking into how other projects handle secrets mm-hmm. and there is a npm package called dot env mm-hmm. which is what i use at work and what the internet seems to recommend but honestly like i don't no, it's basically like it just adds in. <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, like it, it basically is just like a way of adding in like process.env and uh, variables in Node, which I mean I could do without having a library, so I'll probably do it that way. Yeah, I would, I would think that you would just need similar to our settings, you have like kind of this default, or whatever, but you just need to have some sort of file there that you say, hey, add your shit in here. And then add it to gitignore and that whole thing so no one actually commits it. And if they do, they have to do it intentionally. Um, mm-hmm. Basically to make it harder for themselves to screw themselves over. And then, uh, yeah, you just do some sort of script at the beginning to make everything available in that file as a as a environment variable. Yep. Yeah. Basically, I would just say, like, process.env dot, you know, variable name. Right. Right. So I would just, you know, have key value probably. Yeah, which seems to be how this .env works anyway. So we'll have our own version of the .env. You could you could basically <laughs> just copy yeah, the config that we have already and then just call it secrets. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. Well, the reason I needed the secrets that was specifically for the Twitter secrets, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's like we don't we don't want to have available. So I'll probably do that. Um, but I'll have a separate PR out for that. So I'll probably have two PRs out this week. Nice. Um, for those things. Uh, and then I did have a question for you. Uh, the placement of the home games home button, is that supposed to just appear in the game? Yeah, so like one of the things we talked about a few weeks ago, I think it was the one that we did with Synovia at your house, is that she wants it to be a bezel around the screen. Yes. And so that should live in a bezel. But in order to do that bezel, we need to scale every game that's not the home games dashboard and do some math on every coordinate that it sets to convert their 100% to the actual 80% for example because it's the like their 100 is the is the mm-hmm. is the edge of their their screen width not the real home yeah. games container so that's the work that needs to be done there but for the time being I'm leaving it in the game cuz adding the bezel stuff in addition to this 3000 lines would have just been a nightmare so that's I was just putting all this stuff out, but that's that's on the list. It, you can't see it, but it's on this whiteboard behind me. Is add a bezel? <laughs> okay, and then final question for you. Then responsivity mm-hmm. is something I noticed that either we never had or it no longer works. But like for the home game screen, if I have the if I have my browser in like half screen, for example, mm-hmm. right, it it like cuts off the scroll bar and stuff. Like it doesn't like fit the game to the screen. Yeah, it does. I did uh, some update there because I forget why, but basically it always needs to have a certain 
amount of width for it to render at all. And if it doesn't, it just doesn't. So this is the same on your phone. If you try to render on, run it on your phone in uh, portrait, it'll just mm-hmm. not show. You have to turn your phone sideways and it'll, and it'll then go because it has enough width to show its thing. I think it's mm-hmm. that there's a bug in there somewhere because it should always be able to display even a very small version of it in 16 by 9 or whatever the, the aspect ratio of the game is defined as. But all that kind of stuff is, is just generally a mess right now. There's the guts of it, but I think there's bugs. And so it used to work in a way where I can resize the window and the game would resize with it and it would kind of just work. And that, you know, there's a cost to progress, you see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I, I just wasn't sure if that was something that like I'm crazy no, and yeah. never worked before or if it did work and just no longer works. Yeah, that's the case. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is all my stuff for home games this week. Cool. I think I might have something I wanted to mention, but I don't remember what it is at this point. I think, I guess I'll just look at this whiteboard. The things that are on this whiteboard are uh, Fixmaster with a check on it, because I have done that, and then uh, Bezel, so that's next. Versioning, which is still continues to be a thing. The the player IDs change I have in Square, or not Square, Squisher. Um, <laughs> uh, God, all these words, they're like, I mean, they're close in, anyway, confusing terminology. In the Squisher, uh, will break every other version of the game, so we need to have the whole kind of in-home games multi-versioning of, of dependency stuff. Um, the City Clicker game, obviously, I didn't really make progress on this week because I was focused on getting Master working, but now I can rebase that stuff on Master and just kind of go from there. Um, and then I have my workboard project, which continues to get shoved down the priority list, and then I have my other stuff I need to do for um, the squisher-to-hide data for certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having everybody filtered out on their view stuff. The thing I wanted to mention was that the home games, home games, the repo with the game server and stuff, the tests hung at the end because of the whole close thing or whatever that you were talking about. Like something has an open time hour interval or something. So yeah. uh, that they don't pass, but the, I mean, they pass. They just, it, it never finishes the process. So like I have to, do something there. We should add the timeout for the clothes that we talked about a few weeks ago or something like that. Because um, I don't really know what's going on there. Like, for the games that I'm testing, I don't think have intervals or timeouts left over, but they probably do. I just am not thinking of them or something. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, this is my last thing, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that your test runner had a bug in it, and then I caught myself, and I was like, no, wait, no, it didn't. That was just a me thing. But it did have a bug in it, you see. <laughs> and it, it wasn't—I wouldn't really call it a bug. So, like, I run these processes from within Vim. So, like, I'm in the text yeah. editor, and then I do a thing. But the Vim swap file is still there, which is a hidden file. It starts with a dot, a dot, right? So it's it's whatever. So the actual file is not a valid JavaScript file. It's a binary that Vim is storing. And so uh, I don't even know if it's a binary. I don't know what it is, but it's some file that Vim is storing. So it was technically matching the pattern because it was dot game dot js dot swp oh yeah so i had to add a filter in your test runner to filter out hidden files and that's all but oh okay yeah. okay cool i'm glad that it wasn't like your test runner doesn't work when you name your file spaghettios dot test dot js okay it'd be a pretty uh interesting bug if it was just the you consider f- that whole test runner is like 30 lines long yeah <laughs> like, but yeah, it's also a sh- it's shared between home games and home games web, so we might want to just make that a very simple home games utility, the same way that we do for Squish or 
anything else? Yeah, so the reason I didn't do that it was because uh, placement of tests can vary. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that should become a util. Maybe there's a is this it's a shared library, but then you just have one line of config, which is where your tests are. Maybe I don't know. I, there's a, there's quite a few ways of doing it. Yeah. I the other thing too is like it's also what's used to test Squish. So like literally, it would be it's like that is our testing library. So it probably should be a part of something that's yeah a shared utility. Yeah, a testing utility. I I agree. Um, I will. Add that to my list of things to do this week. One sec. <laughs> you, sound, you sound mad. I'll add that to my list. I'm not, I'm not mad about having to add it today. I'm mad that I didn't do it before, even though I knew like I should probably. <laughs> it's tough. There's so many things. It, there's so many things where when I'm reading code or when I'm going through something, I'm like, I should do this. I should do this. We should do this. It's like, it's the, it goes back to the same thing of like our time is not, we don't have that much time and there's only two of us. And we we have to do other things that aren't just working in home games, or else we kill ourselves. So, you know, it's just hard to kind of prioritize things that you know need to be done. But, yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, but yeah, that's all I had for home game stuff. Mice, that's all I had as well. Are you ready to move on to song of the week? I am ready to move on to song of the week. So um, I'll start with this one. So just kind of going through last week's songs of the week, uh, JC gave us King Princess's Hit the Back. I said it's JC's anthem. The actual YouTube video says it's a bottom, a, I think it's just called like Bottoms Anthem or something like that. It's just, I don't like that song, but it reminds me of JC, if that makes sense. Not that I dislike JC. <laughs> I know that it, what I sound, it sounded like when I said it that way, but I like JC, dislike the song. The song reminds me of JC. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to that song as well. And I, I guess from hearing JC say it's a, it's a bottoms anthem and reading the title and then from the artwork of the album and stuff, I was expecting it to be a very sexual song, like overtly sexual and explicit and it really wasn't it was kind of a very subtle thing and I, I guess if you know the context of what she's saying it's sexual but it's not if you don't compared to like that that cardi b megan the stallion song which is like quite the opposite is it is a gross song this is not that no. so uh yeah i don't know i also didn't like it but i, I still do love jc but i did i did, it didn't it didn't click with me i guess is my summary there yeah, that song really did seem like you have to have some like prior experience with King Princess. Mm. I feel like like it, that the for first song with King Princess. I don't know about that song is just is a little out there maybe. Yeah, he also mentioned uh, uh, one song from the Fall Guys OST last week, and I listened to that and it was actually very fun. The, I forget the name of the song, it, but that that's a fun soundtrack. Did he? I actually. I don't listen to OSTs for songs that like. Not Jesus. What am I talking about? I don't listen to video game music when I'm playing games that are like specifically to be played with other people. Yeah. Like, I don't listen to like Fall Guys music when I'm playing Fall Guys with my friends. I just want to talk to them. Well, it's very much like a background thing. But he, JC, I guess, listened to the to the to the thing more. Uh, 
deeply or whatever. Video game music is fun because it kind of is very um, like it paints a picture of the game that it is from, which is kind of nuts to think about. Like the game sound, uh, the music sounds like a game, which is which is which is a weird concept that a music can sound that the song can sound like a, not a song or remind you of something that's not a song. Um, but anyway, when you hear the Mario soundtrack, you're like, "That's Mario." <laughs> yeah, Mario is different because I think to me because it has a very like it's very obviously Mario. Like that is Mario. It's not. It doesn't sound like jumping and shit. It sounds like Mario. But like yeah. the Fall Guys one, it sounds like fun chaos. It sounds colorful and and chaotic the way that the game is. So it's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, we didn't put it on here as a main thing because we were trying to stick to a one song of the week limit because otherwise this would be a four-hour segment. Yeah. 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 Also, for the record, Doom 2016 soundtrack, I think, is the best video game soundtrack of all time. Is better than Eternal? Yeah. You never even finish Eternal because you suck. No. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about that? Okay. <laughs> It's not that it was too hard. I just just stopped playing. It, it is that it was too hard. It's okay, easy. <laughs> uh, and then the other song of the week was your song of the week, which was "I Want to I Want You to Love Me" by Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. And I I've heard the song before. The last few seconds of that song are just hilarious. Uh-oh. Given the rest yeah. of the song, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Song's not bad. I wouldn't. I probably won't listen to it again. What do you mean? Like not it's not bad. on the playlist. It's so it's not good. Bad. It's not bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> the the part it's just Go ahead. This the song is like a different energy, I think, to what I listen to. See, I get it's okay, so like there's it's adjacent to what I listen to. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's a more it's a more uh not progressive isn't the word I'm thinking or I'm trying to say because I'm saying the song progresses not that like the mm-hmm. art form is progressive but but it is a it is the kind of sound that I think you listen to which is just soft and yeah yeah that kind yeah. of stuff but it goes somewhere and I think that's maybe yeah. where you and I change like our our tastes differ yeah, I I do see what you meant last week though, where if you listen to the first five seconds and you listen to the last five seconds, you're like, this is two different <laughs> songs, but it's really just one on a really like, it's like it has a character arc to it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the song's like parents die, and then he like becomes Batman, and then it <laughs> retires, and like Bruce becomes just like yeah. you know the main person. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I think that song is just. Uh... I don't. I also don't really like much of that album, and I, I don't. I'm not really a big Fiona Apple fan, but I think that song is just so good, and the the like I want what I want, and I want you. Like I love that part. I just love when her energy changes, and it's like a the song changes with it. It's just it's it's so nice to me. But uh, yeah, I guess for my song of the week stuff, um, uh, 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 your song of the week last week was Jared James. Do you remember featuring Rowry? this song I had a kind of similar problem with it that I did as as the one last week or maybe the week before I don't remember but it was basically hard for me to hear what they're saying and it's the the singing the the pitch is high 
and I it's kind of uh, obfuscating the the words that he's saying, and I can't really make out what he's saying, and so I don't get the song because I don't know. Like in a song like this, where it's really just instruments, but the point is the vocals, and the vocals mm-hmm. are hard to hear. I don't get it. Like I don't I don't hear the music the way I'm supposed to, and it's kind of an interesting problem like i just kind of have to keep listening to it but and i listened to it twice and i didn't get much either time so i don't know if i want to listen again because it's kind of just trying to find these puzzle pieces which are just what is he saying (laughs) so i could figure out what this song is and i don't really feel any kind of pull to do that yeah i mean i think a lot of my music is going to have a similar problem for you Mm. in that like that's kind of what i like (laughs) where i can listen to a song like a hundred times not really pay attention to it Mm -hmm. then like pay attention one time and like huh that's an interesting line and then just go back to listening to like you know but that's the same thing that i say about young thug is that you can listen to his stuff a thousand times and then on the thousand and first time you catch what he said in a particular bar and you're like holy shit that's amazing yeah and i like young thug yeah i guess that's my argument. Yeah. My argument has never been that Young Thug is bad. No, 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 my yeah. argument has always been that his music is crazy <laughs> high energy, and I am not high energy when I'm listening to music most of the time. It's not all high energy though. He's got some. He's got some more ballad type stuff. See, you've never showed me his ballad type stuff. Usually, you're like, yeah, and it's out. You're talking about like killing people and shit, and I was like, yeah, and then I was, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> A can of monster energy drink just screaming. Yeah, yeah, it's Monster Hitman Elite Sniper Volume 2, man. It's like crazy high energy. Like, what? Okay, well, this is not my song of the week, and, and you don't have to listen to this. But if you want a example of what I would consider a really great slower song by him, look up Safe. There's a video for it on YouTube as well. It's amazing. Young Thug is amazing. Uh so while you write that in your notes, I will also briefly talk about my song of the week, kind of the, the, the reasoning for it. So my song of the week is Wash My Shoes by Lil Wayne. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said wash my, wash shoes, my shoes instead of watch my shoes. And I was like, I don't know if I like where this is going. <laughs> watch My Shoes by Lil Wayne. So this song okay. came out 2009 um, on a mixtape called No Ceilings on a website called Datpiff. And I remember downloading this thing when it came out, like the minute it came out, because it was a big, big deal. It's kind of a remnant of this mixtape era of hip hop where, where, you know, pre-Spotify, pre-Apple Music streaming and all this kind of stuff. It was music that you buy on iTunes, you can buy stuff on CD, and you can get free mixtapes on Datpiff. And like Wiz Khalifa's early stuff, Lil Wayne had a bunch of stuff on there too. Just a bunch of rappers had mixtapes that were freely available. And a lot of the time this music didn't have, like it had samples and all this kind of stuff that they couldn't get cleared to commercially release the the music. So they had to put it onto a a free mixtape. And it was just this very, um, you know, kind of a a special time, I guess, in history because that kind of stuff is gone now. Everything is released commercially on Spotify or it's released on SoundCloud for free. But even that's kind of falling away. And the whole mixtape thing just kind of got left behind. So uh, No Ceilings was released on Spotify finally after 11 years. But maybe like half the songs were missing because they couldn't be cleared for whatever reason. 
But one of the songs that did make it was Watch My Shoes. It's just called Shoes on Spotify. So you have to look up Lil Wayne Shoes. But the song is called Watch My Shoes. Uh, but the, the opening line to that song is top tier. And I'm not going to say it because it'll ruin the impact when you hear it. But it's a fantastic opening line. It's a fantastic song. It's just him rapping for like three or four minutes. No hook. None of that stuff. It's just rapping. Uh, and Lil Wayne is one of the best rappers ever. So it's just fun to hear him rap. He's he's so good at it. So I don't know. The song the song being released or this album being released on Spotify this week just kind of triggered my memory of that. When I played the Watch My Shoes uh, on the speakers, it just took me somewhere. I was like, yep, song of the week. <laughs> Nice. No. Okay. Um, I'm I'm excited to listen to that and also safe. Uh, also, I don't think I actually said my song of the week this week. It's by Win and Woo, um, and the song is called "Recognize" featuring Ash or Ashy. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce that name. Like Ash. Um, it's a bop. Okay. All right. That's all you gotta know going into it. It's a bop. Nice. And that's. that's is it a bop know. in a way? So so like define a bop. What makes a bop for you? A bop's a song that when you ooh, that was hella loud. I heard the echo in my own. I had a limiter. Head. It's all good. Yeah, um, a bop is just a song that when you listen to it, your head nods. You kind of want to like move around a little bit to it. It's just a fun song, you know. So do you feel like a makes you smile? Okay. I don't know. A bop. I would not. I would not say the the music that you recommend typically is not bop esque. It's kind no, of. I've only recommended a handful of bops. Okay. But every time you've also said they were bops, I think it's a bop. Okay. Okay. I look forward to it. I just. It's it's fun to define bop. You know, it's different for everybody. You're right to be nervous though, because <laughs> most of the songs that I'm like, oh yeah, and I really like this song is like, yeah, they said four words in 15 minutes, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's the opposite <laughs> of a bop to me. But okay, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my song of the week this week. Yeah, I don't have any rapid fire questions or anything, so I don't have anything else on these notes. So I have a I have a question. I don't know if I would consider it rapid fire. Okay. Um, how do you know when you're happy? Holy shit! This is a question, man. <laughs> uh, why? Why are you asking this? Do you remember when, all right, before the podcast started, Joseph and I were talking about owning stuff. And basically he was like, why do you own the stuff behind you? And I was like, basically a part of why I own the stuff behind me. So I don't come across like a crazy person who just lives in an empty house. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of part of why, right? So the way I know whether I'm happy or not is every so often I have a checklist of questions that I go through and ask myself. And if I answer them not correctly, then I'm not happy. Mm. Then like basically I have a checklist of things that are like a check in. Mm. It's like a, when you go to the, to your, like, you know, the, your car dealership with your car and they go through their checklist. I'm the same way, but I, it's about my happiness <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if I'm a crazy person or if this is just one of those things. No, it's, it's interesting that you try to quantify feelings like that. Like that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a challenge, I guess. I don't know. I think from a personal thing, uh, like I haven't been, I haven't been happy since I was like 11 years old. Like in the, in the way that I think I would be happy. And, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be dark or weird or whatever. I'm just saying 
as life goes on, you kind of personally, I have this idea of what I want to be doing at a certain point. Oh, I want to be in my 20s. I want to have this job and, and work at this place and have this kind of a life and do these things. And by all of those checkboxes, I kind of have hit them, which is a very cool thing for me, like on a personal goal level. But the, the idea was always that that would be the requirements for me to be happy, where it's like, oh, I'm just chilling. But but I have realized as I got older that I can never just like relax. I can't ever just like enjoy it and soak up something that's happening to just enjoy it. I just have to keep thinking about the next problem because that's just the way that I am. But I have been happy a lot in like little little bursts in the past 15 years. But I've, I think there was a time when I just like, it's because I was carefree. When I stopped thinking about, or when I wasn't thinking about problems or things that make me unhappy, I was just happy. It was just, yeah, I'm just, I just wake up every day and I just do stuff and I don't give much thought to it. And then when I started thinking about things in this kind of goal oriented way, it always made me unhappy. And I'm kind of just constantly this thing of like, until I have everything that I think I need, I can't be happy because the, the goal is here and I'm not here. So by definition, I cannot be here. You know what I mean? But that's not it. I think it's really just when you stop thinking about it. When you're not thinking about what you need to do to be happy, you're happy. I see. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I think happiness isn't like a destination to get to. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a journey that you're continuously on. So like you are happy, but you could be happier kind of idea. Y yeah. Unless you're not happy, which also happens. <laughs> yeah, I think. Then the goal is to get back to like a minimum level of. Basically, I think that there's a minimum level of happiness that I'm willing to accept for my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, happy is is like the the mood that you're in, the kind of view that you have of your life while you're trying to do something. It is not the thing you're trying to do, you know. And I think I'm still trying to hit that i'm still trying to get to that point where i can be happy while i'm stressed out which is crazy to me to think of that i can do both of those at the same time but that's kind of the thing because otherwise it's like oh i'm 70 i'm finally happy and then i'm like dead in a week you know what i mean <laughs> that's yes. not what i want <laughs> yeah no i i get you yeah. i don't know so you don't make a checklist and go through it I do have a checklist. It's just a little less explicitly defined. But like I said, it's kind of like job. Like, you know, like on paper, life is pretty great. You know what I mean? Like my life is pretty great. But it's like you can – I have these checklists of like things I've always wanted to do. And it's like become a famous rapper is on that list. It's like I'm never going to become a famous rapper, but that's been my thing since I was like five. I wanted to become a famous rapper. So it's like realistically, that's just not a thing that's going to happen. So I can't – if. I can't just say that this is a, a prerequisite for happiness because it's not a realistic goal anymore. My life went a different way and I'm still hitting the other checklists the way that you have a checklist, but my checklist is like a thing in my head. I don't write it down. Oh, okay. You know? I got you. I got you. It's a dark end that to this sense. episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Speaking of dark ends, this episode, this is actually the last episode of patch notes, the home games podcast. <laughs> 
Y- yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to tell them why? Because we're renaming the podcast. <laughs> Every nerd and their mother names their podcast Patch Notes. Yes. So we're going to drop the Patch Notes, the part of this podcast, and it's just going to be the Home Games podcast. Yeah. I'm still workshopping how to say it, but... Yeah, you got to get the inflection get right. It's kind of like you're writing like a, like a rap line. Like you kind of have this pocket you need to fill, and you need to hit a certain thing here and then say this here. But you don't know what to fill in right here, you know. So we'll, we'll workshop it. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna. I think it took us a while to get to the patch notes, the home games podcast. It took us like a week. We figured it out like on the on episode zero. We kind of decided the name. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I think. Well, this one has less words to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it needs to take up the same space or not. But anyway, yeah, wanted to put that announcement out so that if you follow us and care. Next week, (laughs) when we record, it'll be the first episode of the Home Games Podcast. The Home Games Podcast. Yeah, that makes more sense as a name. I think I googled Patch Notes Podcast this past week just to see what happens if we show up or whatever. And it was just some podcast of of another set of kids talking about video games and stuff. It's just like, oh, cool, another one. You know, like maybe we should just remove this name. I don't want to be, I don't want to come up with all these. Like, I think we've talked about the graveyard of Patch Notes in the first episode of this stuff. So. Uh, yeah, no, that, and then did you want to talk about the next episode and the recording setup or I can or whatever? Oh yeah, you can. Cause I don't actually know what you want to say about it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, this is the last one that we're doing remotely. I think for a while, at least we're still going to probably do them remotely every now and then when we have to, but, uh, Arizona seems to be less of a crazy dangerous, uh, Rona spot now than it was a couple months ago. So, uh, yeah, we're going to record in person next week. We also have some some new equipment and stuff, so we're going to have a better video setup, a better mic setup. We have a new uh, audio interface and condenser mic stuff. Um, so next episode will be kind of more of a. I told I told I told Izzy to be like some Steven Spielberg shit on the phone. Not quite that level realistically, but not far, you know. So <laughs> yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a different thing, but we'll be back in person next week. And probably like ninety nine percent less awkward. No, we'll be awkward still, but there, it won't be because of the the communication <laughs> disconnect thing. It'll just be because of our personalities. <laughs> the way God intended. <laughs> all right, and I think that's all for us, right? Yeah, that's all I had. All right, as always, music was made by our friend Tynan or at Nitan on Bandcamp. You can catch us on Twitter at HomeGamesIO. Or our website is homegames.io. Um, Send us questions, feedback. I know we stopped like yeah. asking people for that stuff, but we're always down for it. We just stopped doing it because we didn't have any questions. So send us questions. I'd really love for the person in France to just send us a question in French, and then we can translate it, and then we can translate our answer, and we can both try to speak French poorly. There you go. We have, we we do have location stats. We have we have a non-zero amount of listeners, and some of them are in Europe, which is insane to us. But uh. But yeah, let us know feedback, comments, questions, anything, anything. Just let us know on Twitter, or we have contact stuff on our on our website as well. But uh, yeah. do you keep uh, a checklist, a physical <laughs> checklist that you have to go through to figure out if you're happy or not? Because this idiot does. That's for sure. What makes you happy? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Leave a like, comment. No, that whole thing. But yeah, give us feedback stuff. Bye-bye.
Bye. Bye.